Welcome to the Super Fantasy Football Podcast, where the athletes become your heroes. Welcome into week one of the Super Fantasy season. We just had an awesome draft this past Sunday. I think it went super well. I'm here with Clinton. Okay. Team manager for what's your team name? Oh, I guess I need to change that. It's still maximum effort. Maximum effort. With the, with the new comp or divisions, I should probably update that. Maybe. Uh yeah. How did you think the draft went? I thought it went well. I liked the uh how you did the first round thing where you kind of announced all the picks. I thought that was cool. I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. Makes it more more exciting. And I thought it was an interesting draft. It was it was competitive. A few teams yes. took some interesting strategies, interesting mm-hmm. routes. Every year it gets more and more competitive. I definitely yeah. feel like people are getting smarter with their draft picks. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Just to see the the different strategies too. Yeah, there were a couple, couple interesting ones. Had a couple second round quarterbacks with the new passing changes. For the most part, quarterbacks stayed. You know, yeah, kind of about where they go. For the yeah, most part. we'll be interesting to see how that correlates this year. Definitely will be interesting. Um, what were, I mean, I, I guess we're draft recapping here. I guess some interesting strategies were, I think the six through eight spots were, I don't know if they were just taking what was falling to them, but like mm-hmm. Kaiku and Dolch didn't take a wide receiver until the fifth and sixth rounds. And then on the yeah. flip side of that, Josh Lida eight didn't take a running back until the fifth round. Right. Yeah. So, super interesting. See how those play out. Uh, you took Derrick Henry at three. Mm-hmm. After debating between him and Austin Eckler. Yes, it was close, but decided to go with the King. And then the wide receivers in our draft did not go as early as in other mocks and in, in other mm-hmm. leagues. Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup went eight and nine. I almost got Joe Mixon at 11. He went right before me. Which This is like a redemption arc for Joe Mixon and Conman work, dude. Because I remember the very first year that we did the league, Conman work, dude, had Joe Mixon and dropped him in like week two. And then he ended up getting picked up by somebody else. And that was the year Joe Mixon had a lot of injuries, so he didn't end up actually yeah. doing much. So that's, that's inter- an interesting timeline. So I ended up going with DeAndre Swift, passing on Jamar Chase. And I was 100% certain I was going to get Stefan Diggs, you know, my number three winged wide receiver. Tindre surprised me and ended up going double wide receiver at the turn. And then I had a decision to make about whether or not I wanted to go all in on Debo Samuel, who I believe in. Or if I wanted to take a different route. 
and I was looking at Nick Chubb and, you know, different running backs. The one thing that didn't cross my mind was to take Travis Kelsey, and looking back at it, I think I probably should have taken Travis Kelsey, but I'm still super excited to have Debo Samuel. I think the fact that you got Dalton Schultz later in the draft makes that not as bad. Possibly. Because I think Dalton Schultz, like, at least in our league, will probably still be like a top, you know, four or five tight end. But not not quite the upside of a Kelsey, but still solid. What was your uh, couple favorite picks about your specific draft? Um, well, I was pretty happy with kind of the first four rounds or so. I like getting, you know, Henry at three. I was, you know, expecting to be able to get him or Eckler, and I just decided to go with Henry. I was happy to get Barkley in the second round, though, because that was a guy I was eyeing because it feels like he's he's one of the running backs, too, that when we talk about usage, he's going to – he is the guy. He's going to be there, like, kind of like Najee in a way, but he'll be playing on third down because he's such a good pass catcher and he can block and all those things. I was happy with that, and I was also really happy to end up with Mark Andrews. I was not expecting that. Yeah, both those guys fell quite a bit. Second so your rankings with Barkley, you know, you had him yeah. ranked seventh, and you got him, I don't know, looks like they're running back 11 or so. Yeah, something like that. So that's really good. You yeah. were surprised Mark Andrews fell to 3-3. A little bit. Kyle Pitts I didn't went think, just, yeah. yeah, I didn't think he would be. I thought I would get him or Pitts, I guess. Yeah. And I was... Would you have gone honestly, Pitts at 3-3 had Andrews been gone? Honestly, you know, I don't quite – maybe. Because usually I would wait – like, I did a couple of mocks, and if I didn't get Andrews, I would get Pitts in maybe the fourth round. Sometimes it was a weird draft, like the fifth. So, actually, I don't know. Just kind of looking at who was left, I may have taken – I probably actually would have taken Michael Pittman. Yeah. I thought I would had a shot at Pitts at where I was because in my mock drafts I was taking Pitts a lot at three eleven, yeah. and MS Paper Co had different ideas. Ended up nabbing an early quarterback and an early tight end. He took Justin Herbert as the first quarterback, making a bold statement yeah, that he thinks he'll be the top quarterback this year. A little surprising over Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And so I benefited from you taking a tight end. Michael Pittman fell all the way down to 311. Where I, I got to nab him there. I'm really happy with my third and fourth round selections of Michael Pittman and DJ Moore. I passed on T. Higgins. I don't looking back at it, I agree with my my choice. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think both of these guys are going to be really productive with their new quarterbacks. Yeah. I think with Pittman, you just don't have the Jamar Chase thing there that you have to worry about, potentially. Uh, you got Deontay in the fifth. That's one of my favorite picks. Yeah, I like that. I was really annoyed I didn't get Cortland Sutton. Where did he like, go? Oh, yeah. He went in the fourth round, but yeah. Right yeah. before you took was... Mike Williams. Yeah, but Mike Williams, I'll take that. A couple of picks I really like. I like Robert Woods in the eighth to Kaiku there, who needed wide receivers at that point. Yes. Um, Let's see what else we got. George Pickens went in the ninth. 
mm-hmm. about 10 picks before I was going to take him. So that was sad because I ended up taking Chase Claypool, who I'm confident in, but less excited about, I guess. Yeah. Andy, uh, was it, let me see, Andy, he followed that up with Chris Olave in the second or right after Pickens. Sorry, I think that's a solid I think, pick there. I think Chris Olave was a better pick than the George Pickens pick. In the back end so. of the 10th round, yeah. he's looking for, you know, uh, one of those rookie wide receivers, you know, that shows a lot of promise. He's looking for those guys. I nabbed uh, Jahan Dotson in the back of, or the beginning of the 12th, kind of with the same idea. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be good. Yeah. Um, I like your Gabe Dave pick. Get him in every league, it appears. Yes. Yeah. Three teams, all of them have Gabe Davis on yeah. it. Just... You had your big money league. And then we also yeah. jumped in for the first time to the fantasy footballers Megala Bowl, which is like a giant fantasy football league where I think it's week 12, you enter the playoffs and you have to be in the top three in your league. I think they're 12 mans. You have to be in the top mm-hmm. three to make the playoffs and then it basically gets cut in half, I think. I'm not sure exactly how it works. Uh, but eventually there's just one person standing. And I wanted to see how good I did against a group like that with a, a little bit different scoring and you know league settings that I don't necessarily agree with. Uh, but I put together a decent team in that. Yeah. You you put you put together a really good team. You ended up getting the first overall pick in early. Yeah, I ended up getting the sixth crazy. pick. I was stuck right in the middle. I now have Najee Harris and, and Debo Samuel, so I'm invested in Debo Samuel in both leagues. Um, right. But, you know, that's kind of crazy that you ended up grabbing Gabe Davis in every single league. <laughs> I know, right? I was trying to get Gabe Davis pretty much every person and I had a feeling this was going to happen. All my picks that I wanted in that Megala Bowl draft, because I was in the middle, got taken before me every single time. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, it was like Gabe Davis, Jerry Judy, or Cortland Sutton. You know, I didn't. I wasn't considering Dante Deontay Johnson, but I also would have missed out on him. Jalen Waddle, like all these guys, all the running backs specifically. I didn't get any of them, so I ended up going like with like. I think it was four running backs in the first six rounds because, like, just people were there. Yeah. It was interesting, but uh, any other picks that stuck out to you that you're a fan of? Um, I'm just kind of looking here. Like, nothing, nothing's necessarily sticking out. Like, you are. I think there's just a lot of solid picks. Yeah. I, I do think Tendray's team, starting off wide receiver – Wide receiver, wide receiver. He ended up building a pretty solid team after that. Jamar mm-hmm. Chase and Stefan Diggs. He's a little thin at running back or wide receiver depth, but when you're yeah. when you start like that, it's kind of just what ends up happening. Yeah, and then even as I think Rashad Bateman as his third receiver, who he took in the seventh round, I think that's solid. I think he's going to be pretty good this year. Yeah. All right, uh, scariest team, just by looking at everyone's team. My top two picks are your team and Popcorn Mike's team. Oh, the three-four slots. Yeah, Pop- Popcorn Mike put together, you know, solid starters. He's got some good depth at each position. Um, doesn't have a crazy amount of running backs, but 
you know, Austin Eckler, Leonard Fournette, Melvin Gordon. Solid there. I like the Tyree Kill pick. I believe Tyree Kill is going to be fine this year. I believe he's going to be, you know, top 10 wide receiver. Uh, and then his middle round guys, Brandon Cooks and Juju, you know, provide it. Good low floor, not, not sorry, high floor, you know, type of wide receivers. So I think both those guys will be, I think both your teams will be pretty competitive, just like always. Mm-hmm. Your turn. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Let's see. This is hard to choose. There's a lot of good teams. Which one am I scared of the most, though, or the top two? Just kind of looking at it, I would say, because I don't want to say the team, any of the teams you said, even though one of them's mine. Looking at Josh Lett's team, he started with the three receivers with Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, AJ Brown. Then you got George Kittle. And then you also got IU Clater. That combination of pass catchers, I think, could be really, really good if it hits. It is a little, I don't know, although George Kittle and IU are on the same team, but that, that core of Jefferson, Lamb, and Brown could be really good. And then. Chase Edmonds, I like that pick. Elijah Mitchell, for some reason, if he kind of scares me, but if he stays healthy, he'll be solid. So I think his foundation's good around there. That I just that that receiver combo scares me a little bit. And then with Joe Burrow, who could honestly throw for like forty touchdowns yeah. this year. Uh, MS Paperco's team, I don't usually agree with like early quarterback and tight end. But Kyle Pitts is like more of a wide receiver, yeah. right? So it's, it's whatever mm-hmm. there. Cortland Sutton, Jalen Waddle after that. And then Devin Singletary is really, really interesting <laughs> because like he's yes. still the starter, and I guess we're gonna find out tomorrow. Um, uh, you know, how involved the other two running backs are. But all the talk out of camp is that Devin Singletary's and if you remember I remember listening today to a podcast um, I don't remember if it was on the radio or if it was on Fantasy Footballers, but he ended the year really, really well last year. So if he's still a really solid RB2, then he's got a really high point-per-game team just based off of his first six picks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think he yeah. after, his, after yeah, round six, he's... he actually auto-drafted the rest of his team, so I won't talk about that one because he doesn't deserve it. Uh, but uh, his first six <laughs> picks actually really... Really f- formidable opponent there. Yes, yeah, he did get Cook, Herbert, Pitts, Sutton, Waddle, which is a solid five right there. Singletary is one. It's a that, wild card. Yeah, like you said, it really is because it could go fine. He'll be the starter. He'll be like the two down, first two downs. Then like James Cook or Zach Moss comes on. But if whatever, if James Cook starts to take a little bit of his snaps then yeah. he could be like problem. last year the end of season last year Devin Singletary or just the the first half of last season Singletary and then you know 2020 Singletary which you were just really disappointed with but yeah Devin Singletary is kind of yeah. the x factor there but yeah those are the, that's you know a little bit of a draft recap I had a lot of fun I'll probably extend I really liked the mm-hmm. slow draft to start the draft a slow draft for the entire thing like we did that one year is a little 
it just takes too long. I don't mind doing like the first round. And then I don't I don't think I'd mind doing the second round either if we started like on a Saturday and then we ended up, you know, doing the first two rounds Saturday and evening, Sunday morning, and then knocking out the rest of the draft that evening. Because then I could do more graphics for the second round, which is a bit more fun as they get revealed because they're a little bit less predictable. So, yeah, we'll see what happens next year. Definitely open to doing at least round one and maybe round two as a slow draft. Yeah, I think that's a a good idea. All right. We'll go into our matchup picks for this week. We're not going to do a full breakdown of everybody's teams. I think we'll kind of bury that um, podcast tradition. I'm not sure how productive it was or anything like that. But I do want to do, uh, you know, matchup picks and predictions that I can make graphics out of to post in the league chat just in case people can't listen to the podcast. Um, so, you want to start with your matchup? You want to start with my matchup? Um, I mean, either or. You're the, you're the host. What do, you, what do you want to do? I want to start with your matchup. Okay. Let me find it here. You are going up against Juicy Mango, projected to win by nine points. I'm taking your team in this one. And my reasoning is Trey Lance starting off in Chicago. Very favorable matchup. I think they give him a lot of opportunities to move the ball with his legs in this one kind of you know prevent him from making mistakes through the air ease him in with some you know nice option plays where he makes makes some plays with his legs giving him a lot of bit you know a lot of confidence is going to boost his score up quite a bit i like your set of receivers i think you have the edge in a lot of the positions um what will be interesting to see is if Cam Akers can give RB2 value. Yeah. But I'm not a fan of, you know, like Tony Pollard in the flex spot. I like all of your wide receivers. I think the four wide receiver set uh, will, you know, give you a good edge in in points in this one. Yeah, I would, uh, I would agree with that. Too. I think I'm gonna take my team. Though I do like, I think it will be close though, like the projection says, because there's some areas like Trey Lance is has a favorable matchup, but Lamar Jackson, who he has a quarterback, is they're going against the Jets. Yeah, which is also a good matchup. I will say, so Kaiku typically builds teams that are high floor type teams. This is definitely one of them. He does mm-hmm. like to do four running backs. A four, you know, four running back, two wide receiver set where the running backs get guaranteed amount of points, but don't typically boom for too much. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, the for the Ravens always start week one with like a blowout. So I would Lamar Jackson could realistically score forty plus points, which would make this really really close. And that's why I think it will be close yeah. as well. I'm still giving you the edge because of because your team isn't really a boomer bust type team either. You know, there's solid volume at pretty much yeah, every single position. Yeah. If 
Kaiku was playing yeah. like a different team that's built more of like a boomer bust team. Uh, you know, he'd have the edge in certain categories, but your team's just solid all the way around in terms of volume and production. So, taking you. All right. All right. Next up, we'll go to my matchup. I'm playing Team Luis, who had the first pick in the draft this year. I'm projected to lose by six points. I'll start with, I'll let you go first because I'm obviously taking me because I'm confident going into this week one that I made all the right picks in my draft. Um, do you want to give like just a brief overview of who each team is starting? Uh, not really. <laughs> we used to do that. Okay. And, you know, yeah. I guess we could. More like we don't have to like go position by position, just like this is who's playing. Sure. I mean, you you do whatever you feel confident in. Yeah, okay. okay. we well we can try yeah. it out and see if it if it works. So your team, Red Zone Tornado, nice, I like it. You'll be starting Dak Prescott, DeAndre Swift, AJ Dillon, Debo, Michael Pittman, Dalton Schultz, DJ Moore, Elijah Moore got the Moore stack, and kicker is Blankenship, defense Washington. Going up against Luis, which is Josh Allen, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, Mike Evans, Marquise Brown, Zach Ertz, Drake London, Amon Rossi Brown, and kicker Daniel Carlson and Buffalo's defense. So looking at these two teams, I think I'm going to agree with you, and I think I give your team the slight edge because I there's like just a couple of matchups where I think you have the edge like Zach Ertz. I don't even know if he's necessarily going to be hundred percent healthy, but I'll take Dalton Schultz. Then the big one is JK Dobbins. Yep. Like you really have no idea what's going to happen the first week. Like Lamar Jackson just interview said, like mentioned something that Dobbins like in a few weeks will be looking good. So out of the gate, he may be a little like sluggish in terms of fantasy. So I don't, yeah, that's like a pick that it's probably going to pay off later in the year, but right now that's kind of a an issue. Luckily, he has Miles Sanders on his bench ready to go. Who at at this point? Yeah. So yeah. If he wants to. Also, you got you got Damian Pierce on your bench too. Yeah, I'm not going to put him in just yet. I I think I believe in AJ Dillon a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, gotta see. <laughs> yeah, and then you can see what Elijah Moore looks like. Yeah. So I give my wide receivers quite a bit of an edge in this one. I think I think all four of those mm -hmm. guys will outscore their opponents on the other side of the ball. So, you know, I think Debo scores more than Mike yeah, Evans. It'll would, be close. I, would agree. I think Pittman outscores Brown. I think Moore outscores Amon Ross St. Brown. And I think uh, DJ Moore outscores Drake London. So Yeah. Yeah. I'd go, I'd, yeah, Sweet. I'm going to go with you. All right, moving on. We've got the Sinoe Staraptors going up against Chelly Con Connor. Solid names there. Quick overview. Sinoe starting Russell Wilson, Nick Chubb, James Connor, Cooper Cup, T. Higgins, T.J. Hawkinson, Chris Godwin, Kareem Hunt, Matt Prater, and the Ravens defense. Against Patrick Mahomes, Joe Mixon, David Montgomery, Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, 
Darren Waller, Devontae Smith, DJ Chark, Tyler Bass, and the Indianapolis Colts. My pick in this one is going to be Sinosta Raptors. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm going to... I think I agree with that statement because just some of the matchups, like... I'm not big on David Montgomery. Neither am I. <laughs> and I think Cup and Adams will probably cancel each other out for the most part. But Waller, is he is he gonna play? Is he couldn't he good tell to you. go? That's another <laughs> thing. That's the other thing. I, so this I think yeah. I do like James Conner a lot this week. I will throw that out there. Yes. I also yeah, he'll catch a. He's gonna catch a lot. I also like Nick year. Chubb more than their implied yes, points. Yes, Carolina. And for that reason, yeah, I'm in on the Sinosta Raptors. Yeah, I think I think I perfect. Am too. We are in agreement on every single pick so far. Yeah, we're gonna have to maybe establish the rum <laughs> against the academia. Salvish Rum is starting Jalen Hurts, Rashad Penny, Travis Etienne, Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs, Pat Fryermuth, Clyde Eversley-Lair, Rashad Bateman, DeAndre Hopkins, and the Rams. Against Aaron Rodgers, Najee Harris, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, Adam Lazard if he plays, Travis Kelsey, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, Brandon McManus, and the Titans. This is... Academia started the draft with hmm. like six running backs. And they're all yeah. in his starting lineup. <laughs> so he doesn't have much yeah. to choose from in regards to wide receiver. And if Adam Lazard doesn't play, he'll have to put in Sky Moore or Devontae Parker. Neither of which I'd put in Sky Moore just for the upside. Yes, I would too. Yeah, this is. This interesting how the projection is like literally. Yeah, 50, 50, I was surprised by that as well. <laughs> because I'm, I'm taking establish the rum with confidence here. Yeah, okay. I am too. Jamar Chase and Stefan Diggs. Yeah. A Chase, I could actually see not scoring a whole like a ton. I think it's going to be a T Higgins game to start the year. Just complete honesty. Could be. I think Stefan Diggs is going to be great tomorrow. Yes, I can see that easily. And then the flex plays are actually actually the I more mean, that I look at this, I see why it's as projected to be so yeah. close. Yeah, because Jacobs Gibson now is a good isn't. Yeah, and I think Jacobs play. is actually pretty sneaky as well. Mm-hmm. And he's got Kelsey. I think it's really just the wide receivers that. Yes. Because I, I mean, Cooper is good, but man, Jacoby Brissett. Man. And Lazard, yeah. If Lazard doesn't play, then it's a real, then it's a problem. And establish the run is going to yeah. most likely. If Lazard win. plays, man, I might switch my pick here. 
Like Gibson against Jacksonville. Ooh. I think that Bateman's yeah. going to be productive. Ja- I mean, Jacksonville's Jacksonville's D line is not bad though. I don't know. Yeah, I think it is actually going to be close. I still, I'm still leaning more establish the run. I am going to as well. All right. Okay. Uh, next matchup. Is this the last one? No, two more. Team MCONI against more, yeah. Sir D's Canets. MCONI starting Tom Brady, Christian McCaffrey, Javante Williams, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Dawson Knox, Jerry Judy, Damon Harris, Nick Folk, and the Buccaneers. Sir D's Canets has Kyler Murray, Austin Eckler, Leonard Fournette, Tyree Kill, DK Metcalf. Dallas Goddard, Brandon Cook, Juju Smith-Schuster, Justin Tucker, and the Bengals. I told you before, I was, you know, Surdy's Canets was one of the teams that scared me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I am going to ride with him week one. <laughs> I think I, yeah, I think I will, I will too. Just looking at the, the matchups here, there's a couple guys that are like a little bit better on on Sir D's connect. I think you know Brandon Cooks and Juju Smith Schuster. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people week one mm-hmm. with how productive they are. Yeah. The one thing with Juju, I guess, did you see that? I think it was today, not that long ago. Mahomes came out and like was like, "Sorry, there's going to be no number one wide receiver." Yeah. Things are really hard to predict. Uh, what does yeah. that mean? Is that just bull? And that's been the narrative this entire time, but things change right. when they get on the field in terms of, yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Maybe he's not going in there intending on pepper yeah. one guy with targets, but might end up be what happened in some games. What? And I don't expect that to happen and either. I do just think there's going to be you know, someone he prefers to go to in clutch situations. And I think it's going to be Juju. Mm-hmm. I do too. I think Juju's going to be the number two receiver on the team for the most part. Obviously, there is the ultimate yep. ace up the sleeve for Team MCONI, and that's Christian McCaffrey's ability to just yes. go, nuts. go nuts. But he's matched up against Austin Eckler this week. Can also yes, go nuts. He can also be very productive. So. I'm taking Sir D's Canucks. So I think yeah, yeah, me too. All, all right, me we too. are five so, for five. So it comes down to the final one. <laughs> we got Wakanda football team going up against Michael Scott Paper Company. We've got for the football team Joe Burrow, Eliza Mitchell, Chase Edmonds, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, George Kittle, CD Lamb, Brandon Ayuk, Harrison Butker, and the Cowboys. Going up against Justin Herbert, Dalvin Cook, Devin Singletary, Jalen Waddell, Cortland Sutton, Kyle Pitts, Darnell Mooney, Tyler Lockett, Evan McPherson, and the 49ers defense. This one is evenly matched. Mm-hmm. This is very even. And I am riding Ooh, a- with Michael Scott Paper Company. Based on the information we're getting yeah. out of San Francisco that George Kittle's dealing with a groin injury. Yep. Which is never what you want to hear. Yeah. I, man, that's just, 
Just, that's just scary. Yeah. yeah. That's not good. CeeDee Lamb has a tough tough matchup in Tampa Bay. You know, I'm excited to see Cortland Sutton play. I'm excited to see Kyle Pitts play. I think both those guys are going to be super exciting to watch and will put up a lot of points during this first week. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Mike Scott yeah. company, and I think Devin Singletary does open tomorrow as kind of the lead rusher for for the Buffalo Bills. So, yeah. So it was interesting because I did pick the the Washington the football team as kind of one of the teams I was scared of a little bit. But yeah, the George Kittle thing. It's just you know if he ends up if he ends up being perfectly issue? healthy on Sunday, you know his team is a lot scarier. Yeah. The one thing that now looking at the team and the full, like, this lineup, the one thing that is the issue is there, he's got three 49ers in this lineup. Yeah. That's never great. But, yeah, but still got really good receivers. So, but I think, oh, man, it's just a, this one's going to be boring. I think I am leaning the other way. Microsoft Paper Company? Me as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, so we're six for six on our yeah. predictions. I doubt we're going to be right. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably, probably. Go for six. That would suck because that means we both lose. <laughs> we would both lose. <laughs> All right. I'm yep. not sure what I want to do with the um, matchup predictions going forward on the podcast. I think what we should do is we should just write down our predictions beforehand and then just give them with the reasons. Yeah. And we don't have to go through okay. each team because realistically, the teams don't change that much throughout the season. It's very nice to do yeah. for the first. By the, um, like water. Yeah, for the first one, just a kind of yeah. an idea. And then from now on, yeah, we can just, just give our picks. Into it. Maybe give like the matchup yeah. prediction, you know, the. Just point out, point out matchups. That we like, that, right? In in our in our description, yep. point, yeah. out, point out matchups that we like. And then, you know, maybe give the, you know, the. What the computer says is going to happen, the you know the estimated scores and all that. Yeah. But we'll try to keep this segment a little shorter. Yeah. All right, and so I wanted to get into a couple more things just before we ended the podcast. What are the top things you're looking for going into Week One? I'll start to give you an idea of the things that I'm looking for. First thing I'm really interested to see is just how. You know, this wide receiver class seems to be talked about less than last year. And maybe the year before that, too. But there's still a lot of good wide receivers, and a lot of them were taken in the first round. I'm really interested to see which one, like, steps up week one. You know, whether it be Sky Moore, George Pickens, Jahan Dotson, Chris Olave. If I had to pick one, I'd say it's Chris Olave. For the first week, who's gonna, yeah, I think he has the best yeah, he's gonna situation. Show a lot of promise. That's the thing I'm most interested to see. I love watching the rookies the first week, seeing them, you know, get their first taste of NFL action. It's always super exciting. So that'll be one of the top things that I am looking out for. What about you? Hmm. Let's see. I don't. I think I'm. One of the biggest things I'm interested to see just kind of how all the new faces, if. It, it's a little broad, but like just the prominent ones when we're looking at like the you know, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, both top fantasy guys, but both changed yeah. teams. It will narrow it down and to those two. Generally, yeah. 
generally that means that usually means according to like the statistics that i've heard they usually don't produce at the same level as they did in the previous spot but we've also seen in recent memory guys like stefan diggs deandre hopkins where that hasn't mattered is that going to be the same or is going to be different and then one for me that i guess it's a little little selfish because he's on my team but the trey lance thing is i'm just really interested to see if he's actually any good that was one of mine as well and I, it is important to me because I have Devo Samuel, who I think yes. will be good regardless. <laughs> yeah, everyone but, is a 49 And the reason I think Devo is going to be good no yeah. matter what, and I'm on the Devo train, is because either Trey Lance is good and he can get Debo the ball in the end zone or we don't, wherever it is on the field, and he's accurate. You know, he can use his legs to create plays similar to Patrick Mahomes did his first couple years and still does or he's terrible and they have to get Debo the ball because he's the best player on the field so one of those two options that's yeah. why I'm on the Debo train I know there's the view that he's not going to be as productive because Trey Lance runs and you know all this other stuff but that's the way I see the situation uh, another thing I'm interested to see and it's been the talk of a lot of fantasy conversation when it comes to the Denver Broncos is the situation with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, whether one is going to be dominant over the other mm-hmm. or if they're just going to both be productive. That'll be really interesting to watch week one. Yeah. I don't know what your thoughts on that are. It's kind of, no, I agree. it's kind of like last year's cup yeah. versus woods. I don't think it's going to be, it's not going to be the same as Cup. This is like, that's just not going to happen. But it is interesting to see which, which one ends up, because all accounts, it sounds like it's Sutton, but it could end up being pretty even. Yeah. Do you have another one? Yeah. Just a lot of, I mean, I've tried it. There's so many now that I yeah. think about it. I uh, try to think of ones that I just look forward to a lot of the time. Uh, right. Like the, like, like the rookie wide receiver one, and then I tried to think about teams that I was interested I like that in. One. Uh, I'll throw out another one: the Kansas City situation, similar to Denver. You know, is it actually going to mm-hmm. be that they're spreading the ball around, or is someone going to emerge as, you know, someone who just gels really well with Patrick Mahomes? I think it's going to be the latter. I think because that's what always happens. Like as much as teams like to spread yeah. the ball around, quarterbacks get favorites. Uh, they get guys that they like to throw the ball yeah. to the most, or else they yeah, end up they end up trusting, trusting guys, guys more. More. Uh, so that'll be fun. I think. Uh, I think another one. Just maybe the last one. I'm interested to see what what the Jacksonville offense and like kind of Trevor Lawrence looks like in a functional yeah. environment. Like, how good is Christian Kirk going to be with this team? You know, Etienne. I mean, James Robinson's back, but I do want to see what Trevor Lawrence looks like, too, because he could be, if he's, you know, ends up being close to what everyone said about him for all these years, he could be a valuable yeah. fantasy asset. Yeah, and he's not any, you know, he's not on anybody's team. No. Yeah, as of now. So the first week, yeah. that'll be interesting to see what uh, they look Just like. specifically about tomorrow, all the talk out of 
Los Angeles is that they want to have a split running back by committee backfield, but Sean McVay's never actually done that. And it'll be really interesting to see how they utilize Cam Akers everywhere on the field. Because I did end up getting Cam Akers in my Megalobowl draft because he was in the fifth round, like pick 56. And at that point I was, you know, what am I really risking here? I wasn't passing up on too many wide receivers because a lot of them had already been taken. And so that's what that's what I'll be looking for tomorrow during that matchup. Yeah, that'll be interesting. And because that'll kind of dictate, you know, all the guys. Because Akers went, you know, way before Daryl Henderson. In our draft specifically, yeah. In a, yeah, in a lot of drafts. I think that was just the ADP. And yeah, so we'll see if it's a true split, then the people who took Henderson got some value. True. But I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell. And then lastly, before we end the podcast here, I want to know your Super Bowl prediction. Oh, baby. Do you want to know mine first? Dang. Yes. (laughs) All right. I have not thought about it too much. But I guess I'll start with the NFC. And it's going to sound crazy. But I actually really believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And I think that okay. I think that Hopkins coming back later in the year is gonna help them get over that like second half problems they've been having before, does that make sense? Uh, and I think that they'll stay yes. good the entire season. I actually think they're gonna win the division as well. So I'm taking them to make it from from the NFC. It's a little bold. It's that a little bold. Spicy. But I that do think I do. Spicy. I am. I do believe in them. I, I'm not gonna like put money on it or anything because that's dumb. Why would I put money on yeah. someone to make the Super Bowl? You know, before the season even starts. But I I, I get all the negative mm-hmm. vibes coming out of Arizona. But they've looked really good in the past at certain times, and I think this is the year they finally put it all together. And then from the AFC, I'm going to be a lot less bold, and I'm just going to take the Buffalo Bills. And I think yeah. the Bills ultimately end up winning the Super Bowl. So I'll take the Bills over the Cardinals. Yeah. Okay. In what I think would be a really, really fun Cardinals Super Bowl one. matchup. Yeah. Your turn. Wow. That's that through me for <laughs> is it that Cardinals. crazy though like do you expect the Cardinals so, to make the playoffs yes I do uh, so if I expect them to make the playoffs anything I'm, can happen from yeah. there so yeah I uh, uh yeah <laughs> I, I don't I really don't agree with that that's but fine. that's fine uh I just they might make the playoffs I don't even know if you don't think so the playoffs that's just my that's just my thinking. Just the the weird the weirdness that's gone on, and then the other thing is their I don't think their defense. If it is was the be that AFC, good. I'd say you know maybe they won't make the playoffs. Oh, yeah, AFC. In no the chance. NFC, I think they're they're pretty much guaranteed. In a AFC, seven yeah, team that's playoff, a good point. in a seven a team playoff, point. they're all but guaranteed. Yeah. I think unless something unless Kyler goes down for an extended period of time, or they just get absolutely flooded yeah, with injuries. Or plays too much. Yeah, I mean, 
the Pittsburgh Steelers made the playoffs last year in a seventeen playoff. Like, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. So yeah, I mean, there's a good chance they make the playoffs. But all right, so my Super Bowl pick, I will start with the NFC as well. This one, not nearly as spicy, but maybe a little spicy, depending on the Dallas Cowboys. Wow, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I was going to go with like the Falcons, but no. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the the Eagles. Oh, no shot. That's spicier than mine is. No way. The Eagles roster is way better than Arizona's. Eagles have the probably the best offensive line okay. in football. They have solid weapons, and the defense is also really good. They picked up. Slay, Bradbury, they got the Chauncey Gardner John Chauncey Gardner mm-hmm. Johnson from New Orleans. They got the huge they got the two guys from Georgia in the draft, the huge dude, Jordan Davis, Kobe Dean at linebacker, which is they desperately needed. I think they're just solid. It it all revolves around Hertz and how well he plays, but I think he's good enough to get them to a Super Bowl because of how well the surrounding cast or how good the surrounding cast is around him, if that makes sense. It does. Like Arizona would get there because of Kyler. It's kind of the opposite in a little bit. Philly would get there, and it wouldn't necessarily be because of Hurts, unless he just, like, takes a huge step. But just looking at – because the NFC is pretty weak this year. It is. And I could see – I could easily see Philly winning – Three games and I could easily there. see Arizona winning three games to get there. I'd say their weapons are on par with. Yeah, weapons. No weapons. Offensive weapons wise, Arizona's got yeah. good weapons. I just don't have faith in. Is it the coach? I don't know. I don't coach? have faith in it. Part of it, a little bit. Listen, and also the way they both of our picks are a little, a little, yeah, a little more out there. Yeah, <laughs> they're a little spicy. But I like it. I like it. I like the yeah. Eagles pick. I'm oh, yeah. thinking outside the box. I don't agree it, with it, just how you don't agree with my Cardinals yeah. pick. That's going to be interesting. But, it's really interesting to see if yeah. one of us is right at the end of the year. I, I, we'll probably, neither of us will be. But Eagles didn't make the playoffs last year, did they? They did? Okay. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and they, it was kind of like Arizona, where they both made the playoffs and both got demolished. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I like the pick then. Um, I like the but, pick. I don't agree with it, but so there are there are a lot of similarities. There's some yeah. similarities there. All right, who you got from the AFC? I, oh man, the AFC it's really it's really hard to just to not. It is, isn't it? They're solid on both sides of the football. They're very they're so good, but part of me doesn't want to pick. If you had to pick somebody else, if you had to, like say Buffalo. Doesn't exist anymore. It would. You're taking the Chiefs, aren't you? Because that's what I was going to do. <laughs> no, I wasn't actually. Who? Although I do think they'll probably end up being in the in an AFC title game again. But I'm actually looking at. The oh, Chargers. okay. I like it. Just because third year with Herbert, they still they only got better this offseason. They brought in Khalil Mack, Casey. Although J.C. Jackson's already hurt. That's the one thing about the Chargers. They have like a curse. But it feels like a team that if it all comes together this year, they could they could go all the way. 
So I think I'm going to go with the Chargers. The, uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Out of the AFC West then in the crowded AFC West? Yes, I think they'll survive that division. They may not win the division, but they'll still make the playoffs either as a division winner or the wild card and then go on a run in the playoffs. Just because Herbert can, just like all, just like the Bills in Kansas City, Herbert, I think, is on pretty much almost on par with those two quarterbacks, and he could take them yeah. all the way. So you, uh, you have the Chargers getting over the hump, and I have mm-hmm. the Cardinals getting over the hump. Yes. Yeah, teams with young I have to say my matchup prediction of the Bills and Cardinals is a little bit less spicy. No, yeah, than your Chargers-Eagles pick. If I picked the Bills... If I picked the Bills, it wouldn't it be wouldn't. super spicy. So it was a one A, one B. But I think for the for the Bills Chargers. Little, yeah. You, you a little bit. I just I just like the Chargers too. I like the Chargers. I just kinda want them to be good. I also do like the Bills. I would like them to win a Super Bowl too. Yeah. But I'm just feeling the Chargers. I am not feeling either of those two teams that you picked. <laughs> but I do think the Chargers are gonna be a very high scoring offense and we'll make the playoffs. And then from there, you know, if their defense stays healthy, which they have a lot of problems. Yeah. With that's that the, the big past, if. if they can get a little bit of injury yeah. luck, then they should be yeah. really good. Maybe some, a couple things, you know, go wrong for the bills. Maybe they don't even have to actually play the bills yeah. in the playoffs. That would help a lot. Well, that's, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, the bills, I mean, they probably should have won it last year. That's, you know, they gave up a field goal in 15 seconds. So, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's a fair point. But that team was, that good, team enough, was good enough. And it's. And then so, I mean, so. It felt so like was they the should have made it. And they but... lost to the Bengals. So, notice how neither of us chose the Bengals to it's make crazy. it back to the Super Bowl. Right. Which is kind of weird. They it also did. got better. But, yeah, here we are talking about the Chargers, Eagles, and the Cubs. Right. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Clinton, thanks for coming on. Yeah. I I yeah, was very short fun. notice this time. I don't think you expected me to reach out, but I wanted to get the Wednesday podcast in. If you can do next Wednesday as well, we'll shoot for Wednesdays from now on. That way we can come a little bit yeah, more I think prepared. That, yeah, that should be. Yeah, we'll have a little bit of weekly recap. We'll do our weekly predictions, and you know we'll just talk about continuous storylines that are happening throughout what should be a great NFL season that kicks off tomorrow. Yes. With the Bills and Rams. Rams are two and a half point favorites on the road. And I'm riding with them. Really? Dang, I thought the Bills were favorites. Is that not what I said? You said the wait, the Bills are favored, right? They are, and I thought that's what I said, but I'm tired and I might have said it wrong. (laughs) The road team is two and a half point favorites. Yeah, Bills. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, going I with like the Bills. It. Yeah. I like the line. Um, I'll be interested to see mm. how the public is betting against the game. But I'll let you go. Good luck yeah. to everyone in your first week. We all can't be 1-0. Yes. Oh, I wanted to mention this. True. Real quick, I'll sneak it in here. Uh, and I don't think we'll do it this week. But how do you feel about like a game against the median record? Like... You get your matchup, and then you also play a game against the whole league. So you can either be two and zero for the week, one and one for the week, or zero and two for the week. 
Oh, I got so you. That's, like, okay. that's what our megalobole is. Would, how would that, so that's how what would our that be? Is. Uh, so you, you have your matchup. So I, I'm playing yeah. against, you know, against Luis. So if I beat Luis, I go 1-0. But then I also, based on my score, uh, play a game against the league median. So it, if I'm remembering, you know, elementary school math correctly, median is yeah. all the scores added up divided by 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, you know, mean, median, those are difficult sometimes. Uh, but uh, So if your score is higher than that uh. average you get a win, and if it's lower than that average, you get a loss. Ah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I got used to that. So you can either go one and one, that two and would oh, be... or oh and two. Yeah. It's a little too late to throw out the rule proposal for this year, but going you know, into next year and stuff, I, I'd be interested in it. Unless people who listen to this are just yeah. completely on board, I can implement it right now. But Yeah. And then we can also we'll see how it goes in the yeah the exactly we'll have a test in the megalobowl. See if we yeah. do you think you win like your megalobowl matchup this this week? Uh I am less confident maybe. about that matchup. <laughs> I I feel it okay for the most part. But... The reason I'm less confident is I don't have any of the wide receivers yeah. other than Debo Samuel that I'm really high on. I didn't get very lucky in terms yeah. of like. DJ Moore, Michael Pittman, you know, even someone like Jalen Waddle, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, like all those guys that I really, really liked. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to nab any of them. So, even Gabe Dave, I wasn't yeah, even able I'm to not... get that guy. He would, like, two picks before <laughs> me every single time. The guy that I wanted disappeared. So, uh, I did get. Oh, yeah, that's the life of Did the I middle. get Elijah Moore? I don't even think I got Elijah Moore. Like, Ooh, I got actually I got a lot nice. more in mine. I got I got a lot of rookie wide receivers. I got George Pickens, Chris Olave, Jahan yeah. Dotson, because that's what I had to do. Because all the picks that I wanted got nabbed right before me every single time. So anyway. And one of those guys are likely yes, to they hit. Are, and they will make my team unstoppable. Especially when Cam yeah. Akers goes for twenty attempts, one hundred and five yards and two touchdowns tomorrow. So that's completely unrealistic. <laughs> Don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> All right, Clinton. I'll catch you later. I'll post this podcast later right. tonight. Have a good yeah. one. See you Sounds man. good. You too.